Hi there, beautiful soul. Thanks for tuning in once again to this podcast. And as always, don't start this podcast when you're agitated in need of distractions. But really see it as something that you can relax with. And maybe you can start by taking a very nice deep breath. And letting it all out. So this podcast um, is about an inner journey. And I think healing is an inner journey. Sometimes I am amazed by this. In the past it seemed that like 99.9% of my attention was turned outwards. And as of this moment it is the exact same opposite. That my inner world is just so big, so huge. And I'd like to embark you on a story. And the story starts in the darkness. It's crippling dark. It's cold. And in a dungeon lies something, something dormant. And there is no light whatsoever. Nothing. And it doesn't even know that it is there. And at a certain point in time, suddenly there comes some light. And it comes in through the keyhole. And first it it wonders what is happening. And it looks at this small tiny ray of light. And it can see itself. And it doesn't like what it is seeing. And many years later, many many years later. There was this desolate island. And in the middle of this island, which was... Bone dry, bone dry. There was a core of this island, and the heart, and the right in the middle. And there was a hidden reservoir full of water. And it was all blocked by several dams. And we can call it the reservoir of the uncried tears. Now, if this water would spill out or something, it could probably make the land fertile. But the water is is locked. No one knows that it is there. No one really acknowledged this. And the island is desolated, deserted. Nothing lives there. No one is alive. Until one day an adventurer comes to explore this island. And, well, you have to be very brave to, to go to this island. Because there is no life whatsoever. And he found that there was this this dam of water. Somehow he found it and he released some of the tiny, tiny dams. And some creeks were starting and he was starting to make it a little bit fertile. But you know, it was rough terrain. It wasn't easy at all. And he really had to be brave to to find it and to acknowledge that there were some some dams and to break them. And slowly by slowly... um, the land was from the inside out getting more more fertile. One day he was about to explore the rest of the island. And he didn't find much except for the north. In the north there were a lot of depleted uh, mines and old industries that really depleted the soil as it seems. And he was wondering if anything could ever live here. Because the way that 
It was billed was just to suck the earth out completely. And several years later, after more creeks were formed, he for the first time found out that he was not alone on this island. There also happened to be a woman called Lareza, and she had no idea how she got there. And she had no idea what she was doing there, but it all seemed very wrong and confusing to her. But still, when she looked at the island, she was glad that more creeks started to come and more creeks started to flow. And they were both in a part of their life where they were pretty lonely. So they enjoyed each other's company and they learned to value each other more and more. Sometimes they didn't see each other for weeks or months. And sometimes they spent a few days together trying to do something, something really nice. And as they followed some of the creeks along, they, they found that there were a lot of circular buildings. And Larissa was very, very smart. She had a lot of knowledge. And she told, um, she told me that um, those buildings were from, uh, from the end of the Bronze Age, approximately three and a half thousand until five thousand years old. And back at that time, humans built their buildings much different than they do at this moment. At that time, there were big stones and they all made circular shapes. Whereas right now, people like square houses and square rooms. Something must have shifted over time to, to this, this, this new way of building. And you can also see that those old buildings were much stronger than the new ones because they could last so many thousands of years. And it also happened to, to have some sort of a vibe, some sort of an energy vibrating, like pulsing. That maybe in those stones there was more than just stone or something like that. Something was pulsing. It gave an energy pulse. And I don't really know what it was doing with me, but I can sure say that it had some effects. I somehow found out that I was the adventurer. That it was me that was going on an adventure. And I liked that idea. As we continued the exploration of the island, we also found out much, much more about the island. So there were giant graves. Huge graves with huge stones that would be, in my idea, impossible for humans to put on each other. And they formed really beautiful, well, probably graves. We did find some bones. And from what we can put together, the humans that once lived there, they were... Well, let's say three times bigger than, than we are on this current day and age. Maybe even up to eight meters tall. That would be crazy, right? And we had a really good day there. And the valley started to look very lush. And as I was laying on those stones, I also had the idea that these stones had a message inside of them. They were as well pulsing, but much different, much stronger. And this time, I could really tell what it did with me. It was making me sleepy. It was like sort of losing all the resistance that I had. But against what? Because, you know, I was just an adventurer. What could possibly be wrong with me? I was just trying to live my day. I was feeling cheerful every day, sort of the same mood every day. What could possibly be there that I stopped resistance towards? 
Not myself. I thought I liked myself. But these new stones, they make me so sleepy that I fell asleep on it. And although stones are usually hard, there was a softness to it. It was almost as if I was laying on a really soft cushion. Really soft. The vibration that I felt was pure love. But of course, I mean, I had so many concepts about love. And for me, there was nothing beyond romantic love. But maybe love is something more, something different. And that, that evening, when I had a conversation with Larisa, she asked me, how did you feel exactly? I said, well, just sleepy. And she guided me then to my body. She said, no, 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 no. I'm sure there is something more that you can feel. And she really made me connect with my body, which was something that I started in the years before, but I wasn't really good at it yet. I wasn't mastering feeling. But of course, how can you know something that you don't know? You don't know, of course. So she made me feel something in my body and she made me access something. And suddenly I say, yeah, there is something inside me. It's a pink ruby. You know, a ruby like a, like a diamond or something, like a pink stone. She asked me, what does this stone mean? And of course, I had to look within again to find the answer. And then like several minutes later, I answered, I think maybe this ruby is the core of who I am. And she nodded and confirmed this. She says, yes, my own really deep root of what I am, my own inner self represents a red ruby and i was like whoa this is new to me but somehow i also felt like i'm i know this this is ancient knowledge somehow this feels as if i have heard this before maybe in another life maybe in another time i don't know but it feels right but yet i don't know what to do with it I have no idea. And by the time of the sunset, we had the most amazing view that I could possibly imagine. There were already some creeks and some trees growing. And it is as if I was really watching the valley of the sea through trees. I probably saw around a thousands of shades of green. And there were birds starting to sing. And from the river in the valley, a fog was coming up, giving life to everything. Plants were starting to thrive there, starting to grow around little trees. On the, on the rocks as well where I was sitting, I was full of really beautiful succulents and other really tiny plants like moss. It was extremely, extremely beautiful. And as we fell asleep together on that, on that beautiful rock, I felt grateful. And I know I said I, I felt grateful before in my life, but that was always some sort of a mental thing that I said to myself to, 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 to feel good maybe, maybe try to convince myself, maybe try to convince others that I'm actually feeling good, where, whereas I did not. And I think, although I spent already some time with Larisa, it was one of the first days that I did not feel lonely. Something happened right here. 
And as we fell fell asleep on those on those rocks, I I immediately started to have vivid dreams. And I was dreaming about little Daniel, the boy that I once was. The boy that was crippled by fear every day of its life. The boy that was sent to, to school. And although he was born premature and be the young and he was the youngest of his class, he was sent to to be in that in that year. And he could not really do the things that all the other kids could do. And he developed some sort of an unworthiness. An unworthiness feeling about himself and his body. You know, he was always been very thin. And he was a bit clumsy in comparison to those other older children that were further in their development. And in the next morning... I thought like, wow, those those rocks would probably give me lots of power, but the opposite happened. Instead, I was feeling exhausted. I woke up and I was like, oh my God, I'm in my living hell again. That went on for quite a while, actually. I also saw that maybe it was because of summer, but the island started to get drier and drier and drier again. And my eyes were also getting drier. And it reminded me of the, well, a few years, let's say five, six years before that, where I could not even open my eyes. Bone dry. Bone dry. And, and I immediately thought about uh, the dam from the, um, the uncried tears. And I went there, but I could not really see, see some stuff. And I, well, I opened the dam a little bit more with force, really trying to break it up. And, and I had my idea about how this these new creeks and new rivers should flow and I well it did not really work it wasn't really going according to my plan and well I sort of recovered from that but it didn't really didn't really well didn't really bring me to the next level and I was actually regretting um, going to those 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 craves and those stones and spending that beautiful evening with Larissa and I must say I didn't see her for a while again and then only like a, like a month later or something, I, I met her again and, and she was very honest to me and she told me that she needed her own time, she needed her own space and that she's actually suffering from a depression, something that I really did not think about it before. Maybe she, she gave me some hints, but I never really heard it, really, like really heard it and saw it at the same time. I thought maybe they're just stories or something. But there she was, she, she really was having, well, I think it's, it's called a minor depression because it's not really that bad. And in the past, I would have always judged depressions. People who were depressions were like crazy in my eyes and I could not really understand it. And as well in the years of, the, of chronic fatigue syndrome, I always felt the need to explain myself that yes, I'm tired, no, 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 it's not a depression. You know, some people, they always projected their ideas about a, a depression on me and that I should take some medication. And, well, I did take some medication for a while, but it did not really did not really help at all. I think Lareta has a gift or something because it was as if she was reading my thoughts and my thoughts were actually going rampant because I just tried to explain them. And she knocked and she said, can you hold me? I just want to be whole. I don't want to talk. 
well, I wanted to be there for her. I wanted to help her, but I did not really know how. And at the same time, when my thoughts were going rambling, I, was, I thought, actually, that's actually quite, quite funny because she's having a depression, whereas I have this fatigue. Maybe it's sort of related with each other. Maybe we have some influence on each other. Maybe, maybe I am a bad influence and I should be better. Maybe I should force myself to not be fatigued. I really push myself. But I started to get calmer and calmer and calmer when I was just there with her, saying nothing, just really being there. My mind got quiet over a while. And I noticed I was getting more in contact with my senses. Breathing in the fresh air. And at that moment I noticed that the, the creeks were slightly fuller of water. Slightly more, more, well, I don't know what it was. Maybe rain. And we fell asleep together. And the next day I felt much, much better. And, well, she appeared to feel much better as well. And we went on a little hike. And there was one point where there was sort of a cliff going down. It was not far from the center of the island. And we started to sit there. And she, she, she asked me about my experiences with the giant grave, the, the stones and the dreams that I had. I, I forgot it somehow, but then I remembered it and I told her about the, uh, the, the extreme fear that I experienced as a little child. That I was lucky that I didn't never ever feel that those fears again. Maybe I was just over it or something. And she had to laugh a little bit and say, no, of course not. Are you really saying that with your dry eyes, that, that everything is gone? No, you're not larger than life. I'm sure you can also experience anger. And I was like, anger? I don't really know what that is. Maybe from two, three years old? And she pointed me towards my body again, made me feel... And she actually said the right things at the right time. She asked me how these feelings feel, where she pointed me towards. And I felt, I felt it was like a, like a bell of my, my cycle. And my minds were immediately drifting away. I remember that when I was cycling as a child, that I was a bit clumsy and I could not really, really uh, cycle that well. And my bell was there to protect maybe the others more than myself. And then one day when I was like around 12 years old, I received a beautiful, really expensive bike from my parents. And at the same time, at the same period of my life, I wanted to be uh, responsible. I wanted to be good. I wanted to finish all of that previous Daniel stuff. The incapability that I had. And she guided me to those incapable feelings that I actually would like to avoid, as if she was reading my mind. And then she kept saying the right things all the time. She even pointed me towards my unconscious hate towards my body. The resistance that I had against this thin little boy. And I started to cry. And suddenly I really felt all of it. I 
filled with trembling fear. It was a feeling that I forgot many, many years. It all came out and I felt much better. And she said, you know what you're doing right now? You're giving up the resistance towards yourself. And look at what you've done the past few months. You try to form rivers and creeks. You even tried to, to make one go uh, uphill. That is impossible. It comes with a flow. And now that you've cried out more tears, let's see what happens to the island. And it, well, at, from that moment on, it was like she could do some magic. There was starting to flow water underneath us. And then the first drops fell down on the cliff, down the cliff. And a waterfall started to, to appear, bigger and bigger. And we had to, to go to the side to, 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 to be not flushed away by it. And the force was immense, intense force. And I'd, although I was so fatigued in the, in the days before, I suddenly felt so vibrant and alive. It reminded me of those stones. Vroom, 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 vroom. Extreme power. And I could not even sleep the days after that. Something reconnected with me. In those days, um, Larissa told me that she's been giving more than receiving and I have to hold space for her. Sometimes I was very clingy to her, towards her, trying to, to not run her, let her run away from me anymore. She actually asked me a weird question. And the question was, do you really don't remember me? Do you really don't know me? And I was like, yeah, well, you're Larissa. And she, well, I, I don't have to explain her reaction. She said then to me, you were the one releasing me from my dungeon. You were the one putting a key in the keyhole and opening the door. You might not remember it anymore. It was several years ago, but you set me free. But at the same time, you also pushed me in that dungeon many, many, many years ago. Don't you remember me from childhood? We were always twirling around each other. I was always there. Sometimes we didn't have contact that much, but we were always seeing each other. Until one day you decided to be someone else, something else, and you were no longer average. But you were always so beautiful, so beautifully average, until the moment came where you wanted to be something else, something better, something more than what you were. And from that day on, we didn't see each other anymore. But maybe you can remember me the way that I was in childhood, the way that we twirled around each other. And now that I see you again, you're so beautiful, beautiful, so beautifully average. It is so great that you start to allow who you really are and to allow me back in your life. You call me Larissa. I call myself Larissa, but I represent yin. And yin and yang are supposed to be in balance with each other. And I already told you so much about yin, trying to connect with your body and trying to hold space for me and really feeling my depression. The depression that I have 
and the fatigue that you have have the same origin. It is about not living your soul, that the soul can't express itself through you. And remember on those days what you f that you felt good, remember what you were doing. Well, that was a lot for me to take in, but I tried to really listen to her and really absorb everything that she was saying. And we came to connecting to the senses, expressing myself, movement, connection, and creativity, and presence, all together in presence. That is joy, she said. It's so simple. But you always thought it was somewhere else. And you pushed me away. I am feeling. I am your yin. And on the island you can find the circular shapes. From a time where the yin was the most dominant energy. Until there came a point where yang became the most dominant energy. And yin and yang should work together. Yang can hold the intention. And yin can have the time and space to create it, just like the womb from a mother. But since you pushed me away, yin and yang are no longer in balance, can't you see that? Is this really so new for you? You've been trying to push something on the world and yourself all the time. You were the one depleting the soil completely. You allow the industries to really deplete the earth and the island represents our body. We are one. Hold space for me. Please, I need your help as well. And then I stroke her, I stroke her on her back. Feeling very, very guilty as well about what I've been doing in the past to myself, to all those feelings, the feelings that did not flow and that I was responsible for the dams of the uncried tears. Maybe I was responsible as well for killing the giants in me, the true strength that I had. Maybe there was something beyond this weakness of yang that is trying to force everything and push everything away. Maybe there is as well something beyond the weakness of yin that is de depressed and alone, not really feeling at all. Maybe they should work together. Maybe just like two circular points that come to each other, that together form the symbol of infinity. And more and more life was as well flowing on this beautiful soil. Beautiful island it started to be. And it was, it was getting better so, so fast. In the days before, I thought about uh, getting some, some, some pests uh, remover, some sort of chemical stuff which uh, had to be ordered uh, on the internet and delivered a few, a few weeks later, and it was very, very expensive. But all it really needed was life. Pasts were just the result of death, not from life. And by allowing the feelings, I allowed that feelings have always been my superpower. I've always been sensitive. I've always been a sensitive boy and man, but I completely put it in the darkness. I really put it in the, in, in the, uh, in the dungeon. Feelings are my superpower, yet I'm still so bad at feeling. How could I feel more 
And that was a question that I asked myself. And at that moment, I asked my angels as well. Please help me. Help me feel. Feeling is what I am. And if I can't hear the whispers of my body, then my body starts to scream. And I can hear the screams. I can feel them. But please allow me to hear the whispers as well. Society has really, really removed all the feelings that I have. And they made me flee into the mind, into excessive thinking. Society has pushed me into doing things that I did not want to do. Things that really didn't fit with me at the time. Maybe I was too young or maybe I was there to have another purpose. I was thinking about a life where I did not have to push myself or prove myself. Where I did not have to use force. Where I did not have to use extreme focus and my will to to force anything on anybody. Society also provided the right coping mechanisms. So here first it created the problems and then also offered the solution in form of coping mechanism of trying to be good, trying to be a good civilian uh, citizen, trying to work and earn taxes. Was I really just a perfect slave? Did I really deplete myself for something else, for someone else? Why did I do it? Why did I feel so bad? Well, the answers became clear and after the emotional healing I did with Laresan, I saw more and more colors in the world and it was easier to be present. My mind was more and more silent and I really enjoyed the beauty. I really enjoyed the beauty of the island. And right now almost the entire island was green. It was starting to get beautiful and I started to get to see more trees and birds and species. It was alive. It was vibrant again. And it didn't take that long. And I could have done it much faster. But of course, I had to admit as well that I was very stubborn. Very stubborn in my ways that I thought how life worked and how I have to be and ought to be. And as I stroked Larissa on her back and through her hair, as I cried tears, tears of guilt, and tears of satisfaction that we could unite again, I, for the first time, gave her a kiss. And it was beautiful. And as soon as I did that, I felt her completely. It was like a big shock. And it's like, wow, what is this? It felt amazing. I've never felt more alive. Never. And we made we made love after that. And that didn't mean that she was completely healed or that I was completely healed from my fatigue. But something something shifted. And as we made love, it started to feel as we would both both disappear. We would both dissolve in this beautiful island. And then when we stopped again, we were again two, two humans or maybe two personas living on this beautiful soil until the moment came again that we could make love again. And as we really fell in love with each other, we had the love story of yin and yang until one day we emerged in each other completely and none of us existed anymore. And the island was pulsing, just like the rocks were pulsing. 
on a much, much broader way. Stronger waves. As if the brain waves went from beta to gamma to delta to alpha and maybe something beyond. Something magnetic that attracts everything. Everybody just wants to be a part of that vibrant energy. It was beautiful. I became the island. I became the trees. And if I wanted, I could connect myself with a tree for an entire day when I was in meditation. Really feel what it was to be a tree. I can be a palm tree. Beautiful. Just standing there. Peaceful. Growing. Allowing everything. And I could be a stone. I could be one of those stones that I, that helped me heal earlier. And being a stone is amazing. It's not hard to be solid. Millions and millions and millions of particles have to vibrate to appear solid. And I was expanding all the time until one day I woke up and I was laying in my bed. The dream that I have felt for felt like an eternity, but I was sure that my night's sleep wasn't that long. And it was actually a good day. And I started to make breakfast and, and everything, and I was grateful that the fatigue wasn't that intense this day. I actually felt kind of all right, despite a short night's sleep. And I looked around and, and I saw where I was living in the Netherlands, there were some birds, but it wasn't as vibrant. Some, some sort of a memory was still there about this vibrancy that could exist, that life could be different. And in the months after that, I slowly forgot th about this dream. It all faded away. But I think the lessons that I learned from it were still in my unconscious, as I started to feel more and more. And I really started to connect with all the emotions like fear and anger all the anger of what I did to myself and what I put myself through and the resentment I had against my body. And I started to as well hold space for that, just like I learned from Larissa to hold space for her depression. Really feeling the pain that I had against my, my body and myself, against my symptoms. Sometimes anger came up and I allowed myself to feel the anger and I was getting a little bit crazy with it. I was really killing everybody in my imagination. Putting knives in someone's back and then looking at their dead corpse and crying, crying, crying. And as well, I could feel the young boy in me. It was starting to grow. It was no longer a young boy, but it started to grow up into a six-year-old, a seven-year-old, a 12-year-old. 12-year-old was a time that I could think abstract and really disconnect myself from my, from my pain. I was starting to get 13 and things were going rapidly. I was somehow getting more whole, getting an adult. In the years before, I did not have any, any hair on my face, but right now I had a, I had a mustache and, and a little beard. And it really made me happy to see that I was getting more manly, that I was getting more powerful. My eyes were not bone dry anymore. And there was a different touch to my, to my eyes. Before they always looked a little bit droopy, droopy like a dog. 
but now they were standing more upwards, more straight, and there was a power in my eyes that I was really enjoying to see. I was feeling good. It was time for me to go on a holiday, and I went to a beautiful island in the Mediterranean. And as I explored this island, it felt very familiar again to me. And there were indeed some, some huge stone objects and some circular shapes of houses that were long forgotten. Nurages, they were called, about a female energy. And there was, uh, there was something written, uh, some sealed with information about it. And I know that was all just pure nonsense. I know there was more to those buildings than the eye meets. And those graves were more than just a grave for, uh, for dead giants. There was something more to it. And then one day, one day I, I was exploring the island. And then I had to look. And I had to look again. And there she was. I remembered her. She looked exactly like my dream. And she was there right now. And I had to say something. I had to go to her, but wow, this was very hard for me. And I felt my, my heart pounding in my neck and in my head and through my whole body. I was a little bit shivering and sweating, but I was brave. I was brave enough to, to feel the fear and feel the anxiety and go through her and try to talk with her. Things went well. I gave her my number and things are going well. And then I had to, to giggle a little bit. Because then I realized the deepest truth of Hermes Trismegistus, And that was called, as within, so without. I wish you all a very beautiful day. And that's the end of the story. But before we, um, we completely finish this, I'd like to tell you something about my experiences with women and chronic fatigue syndrome as... It appears to be more of a female disease than, than something that men have. And I've read somewhere that approximately 80% of everyone with chronic fatigue syndrome uh, is a woman. At fibromyalgia, I think it is more or less the same percentage. And just a very small percentage men. Yet, when you look at those recovery stories, you see that there are quite a lot of men. And quite a lot of men who recovered from chronic fatigue syndrome have made a recovery program, just like the alignment recovery program that I made, that you can, by the way, access for free. And I think the cause of that is that many people who get ill with this sort of diseases, these types of diseases, I think they're all sort of the same thing. Maybe you can count uh, many other things in there as well, like uh, chronic pain, long COVID, which I think is sort of the same as ME-CFS that women tend to have this more because I believe they're more sensitive more sensitive than men. Their insight is stronger and really f feeling is their superpower. And by rejecting those feelings and emotions, that they really cut off a part of themselves or are at an inner war with each other. Maybe because of the yang side that, that it is sort of a driven energy that men have more than women. Well, maybe that is an assumption to make all these recovery programs that all these men are making. And maybe that is as well a good thing. As long as people don't tend to, well, people don't overlook um, what is really the cause of their recovery. Sometimes I feel like people have recovered 
despite everything they did, despite their rigidity. But it was the rigidity that gave them some sort of uh, stability. And in that stability, they had like 20% of the time the ability to start feeling and to start connecting with themselves. And that was what really healing, what was really healing them. So I wanted to make that clear that I think as well that the yin side is very strong inside of me. I'm a very sensitive, high sensitive man. And I was a very sensitive boy that we start to reintegrate that part with us and really feel those emotions, how hard they might be, you know, how difficult they might be and to really integrate the boundaries that come with that because we are here not on purpose we are here not by accident i mean we are really here to to create a new world just like i just like i talked about in the previous podcast that i uploaded two weeks ago and beautiful women beautiful men really feeling is the superpower if you'd like more help then there is a facebook group uh, that helps with the alignment recovery program as well and you can find it on my website called danielvanloosbroek.com and you can also check out my youtube channel for other uh, other youtube movies and explanations and of course this podcast that you can find on most uh, common streaming devices thanks everyone i wish you all a beautiful day i wish you oneness and wholeness bye